to RC Underground Radio. We're, we're, we're racing toy cars here. If you've been looking for a podcast that talks about 1RC tracks, suppliers, and events, then you're in the right place. I haven't changed my underwear I, since the Kenman. See, I'm not gonna, kidding. I was going to I'm ask. not kidding. It's the same. I didn't want to go there. It's this. And we're glad you're here. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Radzloff and David Brinkman. I am a BB in a boxcar. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the uh, RC Underground radio show. This is episode two of season two. I've got my my co-host, uh, as we say, the talent, uh, Ryan Ratsoff with me here, and we have an amazing guest. We said we were coming right out yeah. of the box. We yeah. weren't lying. We said we're coming no. right out of the box with a great guest. And wouldn't you agree, Ryan? We've, we've got yeah. it. Yeah, I'll tell you, this guy, um, when I started getting into the bigger cars, getting out of the 1RC world and trying to figure out what I wanted to do next in my in my racing journey and my nerdy little hobby that I have... Um, you know, street stock slash was the, the the next progression, and so you know, YouTube is a is an awesome format, and you could search for anything, and I searched street stock slash, and the first video that popped up was this guy called JB Trickle, RC Studios, and he had a tutorial on there on how to convert this car over, and I watched it and I was like, huh, I'm I'm in. JB, it's so awesome to have you here. Uh, and part of the, uh, part of this show. Welcome, my friend. Ah, I, I appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate all the kind words. Uh, I appreciate the invite and you guys having me on. Um, I was actually uh, watching some of your uh, episodes uh, earlier in the day on my lunch break at work as well. So uh, to, to, to say thank you to you guys as well for what you do for the hobby. Um, uh, I, so I especially watched your uh, season uh, two, episode one, coming in here fresh and everything. So um again thank you as well uh, it's good to be here yeah we appreciate that i mean uh, it, it, there's such a correlation right and it, it's the same for for myself i've i watched all your stuff uh i loved when you went to the slash worlds and you covered all that and and all the different tracks you've been to so i'm going to share right off the bat a little a little tidbit that i don't even think i've shared with ryan but your channel and your uh uh videos have inspired people to race but they also inspired us to do this. Uh, oh, I'm, wow. not, I'm not blowing smoke or, or anything. So we would watch your videos and, and then we would talk. Ryan and I worked together. And so I'd be in his office and we'd be talking, talking RC. But mostly at the time, it was your videos because we really hadn't launched our racing or gotten back in it again. And I made the comment to him. I'm like, yeah, we've been talking about this for like 45 minutes. Like, we should do a podcast. And the reason I even had that thought in my head was from the each of us being motivated to talk about these cars because we've been watching your videos. And so really if it wasn't if it wasn't for JB Trickle, there might not be an RC underground radio. Now there might be some people that'll send you hate mail because of that. But yeah. <laughs> no, no, you know. So we're, we're not saying it's his fault. That's what I just want to make clear. Well, it's not his fault there's an RC underground radio. I'd still be trying to figure out how to put that slash together, JB. Right. Oh, Without yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, and, again, I, I really do appreciate it. And, and uh, I was – my channel, I was inspired by, um, you know, other um, areas of YouTube as well, getting involved with my son. 
and and to give you a little bit of background of my start in YouTube, if, if that's okay. I was in the RC hobby. My son was still young at the at, at that age, but with a lot of the the junk that's on TV now, and we find ourselves watching YouTube more than regular television. And with that, I was like, well, you know, I could do this to help people promote the hobby, and it gives something for my son to watch that I know he can. So that's the reason of my channel. Um, if you probably hadn't already noticed, I try to keep it clean, family-oriented, family-friendly, and so on and so forth. And then it, it quickly grew into... Um, you know, race coverage, promoting the hobby in our area, the various racetracks I went to locally and whenever I traveled. And then my ultimate goal to, 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 to just try to help people. Um, I know we were discussing a little bit earlier, but I found myself, um, I witnessed some people walk away from the hobby um, because they weren't getting the help, whether it be they not, they're not asking the right people or the right questions, or maybe they're just too nervous to ask. You know, I, I don't know. Um, most most people at any RC track are friendly and will help you, um, but you may not who, know who to talk to yet. So I wanted to give that group of people somewhere to go and something to watch. And if I could help, I could. And you know, I, I covered everything that I was knowledgeable in from various years of RC racing. I'm sure you guys seen some of my pan car tutorials and the dirt oval. Like you said, the tracks slash was the big thing. Um, and then I went into the drag world and the crawling world. You know, I was trying to learn to help mm -hmm. to help people be able to jump in as well and not have to, to scratch their heads as much as some of us do whenever we're just starting out without any help. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I've been in and out of the hobby for, it's been well over 20 years now. So it's, it's and, and to be honest with you too, I mean, if you look at my channel on the scale of other YouTubers, it's not a huge channel, but for what we do, um, I do feel it's been successful. And the feedback that I've gotten from a lot of a lot of racers, I get emails, um, private messages through Facebook Messenger all the time. You know, people thanking me for this or asking questions about, well, you haven't covered this yet. Can you give me any help on this particular topic? You know, and I'm always willing to help. And I don't know everything. And if I don't know the answer, I will go out of my way to try to get the answer to help somebody. That, and that's what this hobby needs so much. I got, I've been in it since 1978. And so, yeah, I've seen a lot of ebbs and flows. I was out of it for oh, probably close to 15, almost 18 years myself. Right. But what always brings you back in is the people. And boy, if, yeah. if, if, if we had this kind of platform back in the day, this hobby would probably exponentially be bigger. Right. And oh, if absolutely. there were people like yourself, who want to provide that support and help and Hey, you can do this. I mean, just your painting tutorial, you know, your five part painting tutorial. I mean, yeah. I, I would have never painted a car, but I was like, you know what? I might actually tackle this someday. Right. Right. Yeah. There's, you know, and that, and that's the thing JB is, you know, you mentioned, you know, meeting people at tracks and most of them are helpful. They really are. You yeah. know what we experience here up in Wisconsin, you know, we've got some great tracks and, you know, trackside being one of them. Um, you know, attitude, I race there, just friendly people. Some of the best friendships I have are from people that I've met at the RC track. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's yeah. insane. And, and they're willing to give you a setup, right? Like, yeah. Hey, yeah. help you out. Yeah. My car's loose off. Well, you know, throw, you know, throw a shim in the, in, in the right front or left front or whatever, you know, and 
guys do that. And that's, that is super helpful because it, it keeps you coming back for more, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's cool that you're doing something like that on a platform. Um, I just, I know I appreciate it. I mean, heck the slash, the, the conversion video, I think it's got 43,000 views. I'm probably about 500 of them, um, <laughs> but that's huge. 43,000 people have looked at that video and, and your, you know, your, your, your speed secrets. Um, it's, it's just, it, it says a lot about what you're doing and I, what I love most and I, and I can, now I'm not trying to genuflect to you here, but I remember telling David, I go, you know, watching his videos, I, just the way he talks, so well-spoken, well-mannered. You know, I just love, I love that because there's a lot of stuff on YouTube out there that, that isn't uh, clean, you know, yeah. you're always just so respectful. So, you know, it, I just, I love that. I love it. So I, I um, think what resonates too real quick is on that fact is like watching your videos, like if you were not in RC and watched your videos, you'd be like, okay, if there's people like this in the hobby, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to get involved because yeah. he's a good yeah. dude and you know, well-spoken and yeah. So if this is a representation, representation of this hobby, I want to jump in. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I, again, I, I really appreciate it. And it, it, it always humbles me hearing uh, uh, different people tell me about how the channels affected them and, and, and helped them and, and, and inspired them uh, in various ways. Uh, Cause like I said, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm just your average Joe that, that wanted to just help people and, and help promote the hobby. Uh, and uh, to get the feedback that I've gotten is amazing. And, and, Kind of a funny story too, uh, talking about like the multi-episode painting tutorial or my speed secret tutorial. Um, I've got friends from all over the hobby, like you said. Some of my best friends in life has come from the hobby. And without doing something like this, there's not gonna be it's not gonna be without some drama and some negative people that 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 uh, want to try to yeah. hurt what you're doing or. For, for whatever reasons, you know, those people just exist. And I had a few people um, come back to me and say, well, so-and-so said this and that. And I'm like, well, let them say what they want to say. That person's not my target audience. My target audience is helping the people get into the hobby, help the people come to, you know, help them have some something and somewhere to go to be able to get those first steps and get rolling. Sure, I covered some stuff that were, you could say, was a little more advanced, but a lot of the stuff was to help people get involved and get going. That basic setup 101 tutorial, um, that's something you need to know early on. But then I do a follow-up video and take you know the next level and go a little more advanced with it. Um, but whenever you mentioned that about that four-episode video and the speed secrets, I, I thought that was funny because I, I remember that one conversation when I had with my, my friend about that. Um, one or two individuals that like to be naysayers, you know. <laughs> Hey, what's the old saying? Haters gonna hate. I mean, there's Ryan and I call them screen scratchers, right? Right. They're just, they're right. Just, that's all. That's that's their hobby. That's their hobby right. is thinking they're better and they're you know. So you just gotta laugh those ones off. Right. Yeah, but you gotta appreciate those. You know, people that do that. I mean, Matt Murphy in the one RC world. Um, he's been influential to a lot of people because he's he's. He's done videos and hey, this is what you need yeah. to do in order to make these cars work. He shares setup sheets, you know. It's people like that 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 keep the hobby going for us, you know. Keep us yeah. keep yeah. us going. I you know, you look at you, you know, you buy a car out of the box and it's I mean, quite frankly, if you're running dirt oval, especially a slash, right? You right. you're going to be out to lunch right out of the gate. Right. So to have 
to have something like that. And even with 1RC, I know you've gotten uh, pretty engaged in it, a lot of your videos and all of that. You know, 1RC cars, what got me going on them, and I'm, I'm, I'm not an engineer, but I did sleep at a Holiday Inn last night, JB, so <laughs> I, I share a lot of the analytical stuff like you do. And, and what, what got me going about those cars is subtle changes make big effects. Um, they, the, the guys at 1RC just did a fantastic job. And so, you know, understanding the setups and, and how to get those cars to work on different um, surfaces has been great. And Matt's been yeah. awesome uh, in that. Um, so, you know, it, it is really about helping others, you know, and, and, and keeping it going. Absolutely. And I'm glad you mentioned Matt. So shout out to the Murph dog himself. Um, he was influential yes. for me. Um, and uh, I, uh, we communicate, uh, communicated a few times through Facebook over the years, but I finally got to meet him in person uh, whenever I was uh, helping out and getting Billy started over at the uh, Anderson, uh, the Thunderdome, uh, which has been featured on the, yep. the channel okay. a lot. And uh, he also reached out to Matt, you know, the Murph dog, and, and he's he's come out and done a lot of announcing for the races and so on. So I, I finally got to meet him in person, but that's another awesome, awesome individual. And uh, to, to further my shout-out to him, a lot of my basic setup and tuning came from his original Tuning 101 guy. That's, he said, me and him had an interesting conversation like we're having now. Matt had a lot of influence and help just like I did before him so he put together that guide um and then that guide's been around forever he, he just did a revision um i think yep. it was last year sometime and which i found yep. uh to be kind of funny too because it's like here's the new revision i always promoted it i promoted his newest revision on my channel as well but i took a lot of what i had from that guide and i learned from other people just like matt and, and applied that with uh, a lot of my tutorials and so on and so forth but uh but again uh, you, you listeners and watchers, you got to go check out some of Matt's stuff too. Absolutely. Yeah. He, he, he's that, that chassis tuning guide one Oh one. Um, I have it in a binder. I take it to the track with me. Yeah. You know, you think, you know, and then you're going, you're scratching your head going, I can't figure this out. Why is this car doing this? And, yeah. and then yeah. you go to Matt, you go to that chassis guide and you just got to dig and it, all the information is there. And how cool that guy. And I even asked him, I said, why didn't you just like publish this thing? And he goes, no, man, he goes, I, I you got to keep people, you got to keep people in this sport. You got to, you know, he, this is, this is me paying it forward kind of deal. And yeah. that is, that is so cool that he does that and is just so humble about it. I mean, the guy is a brain. You know, I mean, if you saw him on the street with his pink or yellow hair or whatever, that's, and you go, oh, he is so intelligent, you know? And I find that too with, with, with all of us in the hobby, we all have our special little niche on something, right? And sharing that with others. And it's just, it's just cool that you guys do that, you know? And that's, what's great about this community is you're taking time to talk with us. You know, we're learning. Uh, you're doing the YouTube videos. Like it's just, it, it, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, what I think a lot of people do for the hobby and for others, it really goes to show how, um, how little toy cars bring us together and, and make us better humans. So, so cool. So cool. Absolutely. So I've noticed that, that you haven't posted a lot of videos on YouTube and I, I love them. I will admit, 
Um, I'm not good at hitting the like button though. Darn it. I'm, I apologize for that. If I have That's to, right. I'll go through. I mean, you, you can see all the ones that I've, I've viewed, but um, you haven't done it in a while, JB. And is, is there a reason for that or taking a break for a while? Yeah, yeah, and we can definitely discuss that. And it's kind of funny the, the whole timing for this uh, this podcast and, and this question. Um, I have been contemplating on uploading a uh, kind of an update video on the channel for a while now uh, because I, I I did take a break for various reasons, but I often question myself. It's like you know, even though I haven't uploaded anything in a while, it's still active. I still have questions and comments appear on several episodes I'm still proacting uh, or excuse me proactive if, if you go and look at the comment section if somebody comments I try my best to either like it or comment back yeah. you know let them know I'm here I'm listening uh, I'm trying to help you if I can so it's almost one of those if it's not broke don't fix it things so that's kind of one reason why I haven't actually uploaded and told anybody why um, but, uh, I think it's about time that I do that, but yeah, absolutely. We can, we can get into that. Um, I took a break for various reasons. One, I'm a family man. Um, I do have two younger children. I have a nine year old son and a six year old daughter. And over the, t- the two years of launching the YouTube channel, that's almost two years of I'm gone every weekend. I'm racing. I'm filming. I come home, I still work a full-time job, I'm editing videos. So everything you see on the channel, I filmed, I edited, I did the, you know, everything. I, I don't have an editor or anything like that. So I would be up until 2 o'clock in the morning sometimes uh, during the, the evenings of the week editing videos. And I'm watching my kids grow. And, and don't get me wrong, uh, we, we still took vacations and I still got to do that, but... Every weekend mm-hmm. of being gone and RC racing and filming and then editing through the week for two years straight, it got uh, it got cumbersome. You know, I, I got uh, um, I don't want to say burnout because I don't think that's necessarily the right word because I still love the hobby and I plan on coming back to the hobby. Um, but I, I just got I got tired. I, I needed a break away, so I took I'd say about three or four months off. And then I was like, okay, I'm refreshed. Let me go to another race again. And I go to a race, and I had fun, but I went home, and I started editing the videos again. And I said, I'm not ready to be doing this again just yet. Um, and in the time away, because now it's been nearly a year, um, I've just spent a lot more time with the kids, weekend adventures, doing things with the family, and so on and so forth. Um, so to anybody watching, answer your question, the channel's not going anywhere I still love the hobby, and I plan on coming back to the hobby soon. Um, actually, that's been another recent discussion. Um, I'm trying to figure out where, how, and when. That's my question, because I kind of feel like I want to do something a little bit different, you know. So, yeah, JB, you know that is uh, one of the most honorable uh, reasons as to to why to take a break. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but you know, it is family first. Right. Um, you know, as a as a as a fanboy of your channel, and and just respecting everything you do there, I don't think there's anyone that would uh, be disappointed with that type of answer. You know, I, I'm glad to hear it's that, and not other things. Right. Um, you know, we all have kids at home, and you know, to to say that and to spend time with them, there's nobody that should ever give you any heat for that. So, um, good. 
That's good. I'm glad you're spending time with your kids and your family. And, you know, I, I'll just say it now. Thank <laughs> you for doing this. Thank your wife and thank your children for allowing you to take some time to do this because it, it is important. But when you started going into it, man, my, the hair on my neck stood up because uh, that's a very important thing. So, yeah, and we totally to relate, you. you know, we totally relate, you know, doing this podcast. I mean, we're 20 some episodes in and not exactly what you said. It's, it's a blast. It's fun, but it's time consuming. It takes time away from family. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm right with you with the editing and all that. I, I know it's involved <laughs> in that. It's a passion of mine. It has to be a passion of yours or you wouldn't do it. Right. And it's, it's, it's not just yeah. that it's a part of it. If you want it to look a certain way, it's because you have a passion of how you want it to look. So I, I totally get that side. And like Ryan said, I just completely respect um, your decisions on what you did. But, yeah, I can't lie. I would love to see some, some new ones, you know, when, when, when you get a shot. So there's, there's it's, it's coming. It, it is coming. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, you take your time, buddy. You take your time. Now, <laughs> I have some questions because you run pan cars, you run dirt oval. What is your favorite? What what's your favorite racing? What's your favorite car to run? Oh man, that that <laughs> that's such a hard question. That's such a hard question. Um, the pan car racing, um, oval racing. I, I did. I never got into carpet. I was always running the paved oval at Hobby Connection in Easley, South Carolina, and that was my intro to the hobby. Period. The hobby. I, I've been in RC car since I was a kid, but that was my first true like hobby grade car and my first intro into this hobby. Uh, and uh, it was a Bowling Legends car racing on the paved oval at Easley. Oh um, wow! Whenever I was a kid, you know, and I, instant love, instant love right off the bat. And then of course it grew into the pan cars running the NASCAR spec type stuff, and then. Uh, uh, a few things happen, um, and, and I decided to go the route of Dirt Oval for a while, get something new, try something new, and I instantly fell in love with that. And then, like, I was 100% into Dirt Oval for so long, and then I was like, man, I would love to go back and run a pan car again. And I put one together with the help of some good friends and uh, basically built a car from scratch uh, outside of... Uh, um, I had some hyperdrive uh, carbon fiber, had some friends that helped me uh, get the uh, aluminum pieces I need. And I went back out there again and raced, and it was like I never left. I loved it just as much as I did day one. That's cool. So if you told me if I had to choose one, I, could, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I love it both. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I'm going to dig in the weeds a little bit because I, I have a 1RC track at my house. That's the RC Underground. I don't know if you've seen that at all. But uh, we were, we're fortunate enough to have, yeah we were fortunate enough to have Murph yeah yeah Murph came out and surprised us and cleaned our clock and set our new track record and did all that stuff but you know just real quick on Murph when he left what was it Ryan three days later he gave a complete yeah. setup sheet of exactly what he ran when he was here so that has helped so many of our new racers under yep. you know get a great start so we're gonna have yeah. a wild season this year we got so many cars coming in oh, yeah. with him helping them and ryan helping them and it's gonna be it's gonna be dynamite so but you've run the one rc cars give us we have a lot of one rc people that listen then right um even though yeah. we're covering the whole hobby we kind of always end up funneling the one rc at some point during the during our shows 
So just give us your, your overall feeling of those one RC cars. Absolutely. Um, first of all, I absolutely love them. And kind of a funny story on that. I never raced one on camera though. <laughs> they, uh, they, yeah. they were, uh, unique and i was just kind of uh playing around with them and getting accustomed to them i filmed a lot of the races uh that i did not enter but behind the scenes i would run out there and do horrible but i had a blast doing it you know because it was my, my first time doing it but what i love about it is uh, one of my backgrounds that i never covered on the channel because it was predates the channel was i did a lot of drifting at one point we had a big group out here um, and I love the scale side of RC, much like the crawlers, very scale oriented. One RC is so scale oriented. Whenever you look at the car and the axles, the, the, the steering linkages, the suspension, everything about it, the way it's set up, the roll cage, the false engine, everything. I love the fact that it is a real car just scaled down and it sure. simplifies some areas, but also complicates some areas when it comes to setup because of that. If that makes sense. Oh, for sure. No, it ab absolutely does. It, it, uh, yes, it does complicate a lot of things. Um, you know, there, there's some, there's some funny stuff though. Like, so you're an engineering guy and one RC is your thing. So, uh, do you remember, I think it was 2015, was it? Yeah. I want to say 2015. I forget who the uh, I'm just trying to I'm, I'm actually searching right now. There was this thing called the device. Do you remember hearing about that in dirt, dirt oval and dirt late models? Yes, 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 yes. That I'm challenging you to make me one of those since it's such a scalable car, JB. I want you to build me a device for the one RC late model. <laughs> you could do it at work. It's fine. We'll call it government work, uh, you know, but that's, you're absolutely right. You know, and that's the thing too, with the one RC, you can get into it for 220 bucks, pull it out right. of the box and away you go. Right? right. Right. That's another cool thing to get people into the hobby. Whereas other forms, other types, I mean, heck, I even looked into pan cars cause I watched a lot of your videos and they were <laughs> really centered around a lot of that. And I thought, Ooh, that looks pricey. By the time you start adding things up and really getting into it, you know, it, it, it can be a little expensive, but I've seen those cars run and boy, are they awesome. I mean, you talk about just grip all day long. They're, yeah. they're fun to watch. They are. They are. Uh, uh, take so what we, what we did. Oh, oh no, no, no. Go, go ahead, ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, please. No, go you're ahead. all good. You're all good. Go. Um, <laughs> I was just going to say, so, so Ryan goes out and runs dirt cars for the summer. And now he enlists all these hot dogs to come over and run the one RC cars this winter at the at the RC Underground. But it just ties back to what what uh, Ryan said. If these cars were you know another eight hundred thousand bucks to put together, they'd be like, I I just can't do another car. But when we say, you know, three hundred three hundred twenty bucks, you are like you've got every trick in the book and great set of batteries and hook it up to your radio and come. They're like, oh yeah, I'm coming. Like they don't even, yeah. they don't even think twice about it. No, you're 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 absolutely correct, and I think that's why, uh, especially around here, uh, the, the grassroots style of dirt oval racing has grown so much. The Traxxas uh, based classes, because even going around the Traxxas, you're looking at a, uh, I don't know what they cost currently, but let's say a one ninety nine to two ninety nine ready to run car. Throw some, change out the body post, put a street stock or late model body on it, go race and have fun. Um, 
there's a huge market for that. One RC is the same way. Like you said, you get a box stock car that's scale, it's ready to run, you pull it out of the box, you charge it up, you got a radio and everything, put it on the track and go have fun. You, you can grow and expand and upgrade as you go along. Uh, that, that's It draws people in because it's a lot more affordable. Because like you said, if you go look at some of these purpose-built cars, um, dirt oval racing, tra- drag racing is a big one. You know, they get expensive. And a lot of times with those kit cars, and, I, and I'm not knocking them because I've run a lot of the purpose-built cars too. Um, dirt oval, uh, some drag racing, and, you know, um, paved oval racing, pan cars. But then you're paying several hundred dollars, a pan car kit, at one point in time, a hyperdrive may have been, say, three, four hundred bucks. But all you're getting is carbon fiber and aluminum. You still got to buy the tires, the electronics, and so forth. Uh, some of the top-of-the-line drag chassis now, you know, you're paying six, seven, eight hundred dollars just for carbon and some aluminum. You still got to buy everything else. Yeah. So it can be very off-putting to someone newer getting into the hobby. And that's where, you know, your one RC and your grassroots style racing really benefits and draws people in because um, it's a lot more affordable. But they're still, you're going to have just as much fun with that as you are, you know, the, the, the high-end car, the high-dollar cars. And, I mean, I myself, I continue to race a lot of the, the, the grassroots style stuff, too, even whenever I was still racing, you know, the 21.5 class, you know, so absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, one RC, and I think even the 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 slash, you know, we run them, we call them street stock slash up here, but um, I think that the, that's really kind of like the gateway, yeah, into yeah. some of the, you know, uh, it, it's just the natural progression because I think you know I'm starting to run uh, SC mods and things like that, and and it's a lot more frustrating because you know you've got all that money balled up in the car. Yeah. Um, there's so many more adjustment points and things to do. Um, yeah. it can be a little bit frustrating, but you know, when I grab that slash, right. Or that one RC car, I just go and squeeze the trigger and go have fun, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. um, yeah, it, it, I think anybody starting out in the hobby, start small, you know, and yeah. scale, right? Yeah, absolutely. It, it, you, no one's expecting you to go out and buy all this stuff and, you know, have the, cream of the crop stuff no 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 start small and build up um you know i i think that that's how i that's how i got started um yeah. and now i'm a little obsessive about it. <laughs> yeah. but what's what's a what's great doing it that way is okay so you don't have as like you say you don't have as much balled up in the car so now you can get a nicer radio or maybe you can get a nicer yeah. charger right yeah. or you know motor diner or whatever and then you know, do that for a while. And now you've got all the components that you can, that you can apply to any car. Now it's just go get the next style car that you want. It's not so overwhelming that you got this thousand dollar car and then you got another thousand or whatever tied up in all the equipment to support the car, right? You can just do that, do that in stages while you're enjoying the hobby and you're also learning how to race yeah. And then start to add cars. It's a, it's literally exactly what Ryan did. And I think that's why he's enjoying it so much and having, you know, and it's exciting is because he, he's, he started with the one RC and now he's like, okay, I, I kind of got this down one, one of our biggest races last year. And now he's like, you know, now he's venturing onto dirt. Well, here's a whole new thing, but a lot of things he bought is supporting that. And, and it, he's coming right out of the box now on dirt and being very, you know, uh, competitive. Yeah. Yeah. You know, 
JB, to that to that point, if if there is somebody starting out in in, in the hobby, let's mm-hmm. say, what are some of the things that you'd recommend based on your years of experience in, 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 in doing this? What are some of the things you'd recommend to a racer just starting out? You know, it, it, is it is it tools? Is it charge? What would you what would you tell somebody? You know what? Don't cheap out on this. Spend a little extra if you can. Type of deal. If if you're just starting out, my biggest tip is don't be afraid to start with what you have. It may not be the top tier radio. It may not even be the mid tier radio. To get started, you have to go to the track and do it. So I mean, there's no there's no way around that. My biggest thing that I try to tell people is whenever you're doing it, get some help to get the car set up to where it's drivable. If you're if it's your first time out, chances are you're and it's your first time doing this kind of hobby, you're not going to have a car that's prepared to handle the track yet. So step one to me is get somebody to help you get a setup where the car is drivable. And the next biggest thing is I tell people is don't worry about racing the guy in front of you. Don't worry about you know trying to stay ahead of the guy behind you. What you need to work on is consistency and corner speed. That's where it's won and lost at in, in oval racing. Um, I had someone ask me that on the, uh, as a question through YouTube on one of the episodes a while back. And he goes, you know, I finally got the car. It's hooked up. It's running good. But I feel like I'm still missing something. What am I doing wrong? And I said can, the same thing, consistency and corner speed. That's, that's where it's at. You can, you can have all the horsepower you want and be a freight train through the straightaway, but if you can't get through the corner, you're not doing anything. Um, but the yeah. second part of your question about uh, equipment-wise, oftentimes, and a lot of times it's people don't want to spend extra money because you've already got money tied up in the car, but a good transmitter goes a long way. I'm not telling you you got to go out and buy the latest, greatest, most expensive Futaba or whatever radio brand you're into, but at least a mid-grade one. You know, one that has some advanced tuning uh, available to it. Uh, a lot of your rate to run radios are so limited to your tuning. And a, a shout-out to an RC racing friend of mine by the name of Tommy Burgess. He has said before, you can get faster just with the radio, and there is some truth to that. Just because of the tuning you can do to get the car to work with your driving style. A lot more tuning is available in the transmitter itself. Yeah, there's no doubt. That's a actually great advice. You know, it's it's funny. I've I uh, I obviously started out with you know just running one RC and running their stock uh, transmitter. Um, I I picked up a Futaba, a four PM or whatever it was, and I liked it. It was okay. I tell you what, the Fly Sky, the Nobles, for the money. That is one heck of a transmitter. Oh yeah, um, it, it you know it's a great value add. The receivers are inexpensive, um, just a good value. And again, you can do a lot of that programming. So if there is anybody that's listening, watching that is thinking about that, and you're kind of just dipping your toes in the water, that Fly Sky Noble uh, is is really a nice piece uh, for the money. And I think you can pick them up for under two hundred dollars with two transmitters or oh, receivers, wow. excuse me. Right. So. Uh, I've heard good things. That's a great I've tip, JB. I appreciate it. I've heard I've heard good things about those transmitters. Um, n- never never tried one, never held one, but I've heard great things about it. Because uh, over the years, I, I've tried different brands. Um, I, I, I was on Spec. Well, I actually started out in Futaba, ended up on Spectrum. I think I tried a Sanwa for a little while, then I ended back up on Futaba. 
Um, but uh, that, that's that's very cool. I, I'm gonna I'm actually gonna go pull up and check that radio out now. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple people that picked it apart. You know, the guys that are running the high end uh, Futabas and Sanwas and stuff like that. But again, scalable being scalable, right? The 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 Fly Sky really has a great interface that at least my goofy brain could could understand and 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 work with easily. Um, and I think, you know, for, you know, now that you brought that up about the transmitter, I think that that's a fantastic one for people to check out. Um, it'll get you a good start. And if you really want to get nuts, you know, you got your 10 PXRs and all that stuff, seven PXRs out there. Uh, Futaba makes some great stuff, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and what's cool too, is that fly sky will work with the one RC receivers because that is a fly sky product as well. So you can bind that to it. So, you know, if you got multiple cars, you can have that one. Uh, transmitter so pretty yeah. cool stuff absolutely very cool yeah. so, so so jb uh a question for you we're gonna do we're gonna do two shows coming up um if, if you listen to the the our, our first show like you said um you might have picked up on some of it we're gonna we're gonna do a round table with track owners and promoters and and such and kind of uh kind of like how you're doing tutorials to help people set up their cars we're hoping what'll come out of it, even if it's just we help one guy decide to either start a track, or maybe somebody listens and they're like, "Wow, I'm going to really try that at my track." So you've been to a bunch of tracks, you've you've traveled a bunch, um, and I believe you said you've promoted some races too, right? Did you say that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so from that, so you've got both perspectives, right? You've got the driver perspective, but you also have the promoter perspective. Just on that theme, just what are things that you see that make a track successful? And then what are some things that doesn't make it successful? Oh, there's, there's, God. it's, it's hard to accept sometimes that you're not going to please everyone. That's a hard fact that I think everybody has to face at some point in their life. And if you're doing something like this, running a track, that's going to be one big thing you're going to find out you're going to have to face and it can come in and punch you in the face like Mike Tyson. I mean, there, there's always going to be that, those, yeah. those one or two guys, you know, um, and you have to give the place for the entry level people to race. Cause as of right now, at least around here, your Traxxas classes are what's ruling the, the dirt oval scene. It's not the purpose built classes. Now it may be different, different parts of the, of the U.S., but around here, that's a big part of it. So to me, you have to be inviting to everybody as well. You want it, you, you want the beginners, the rookies, that they're just going to tear the walls down. You're going to want to give the, the mid-level guys a place, and you're going to want to give the top-tier classes a place. But the hardest part in some instances is getting some of those people to show up. Um for various reasons. So just remembering <laughs> that you're not going to please everyone and doing your best to give everybody a place to race. But that can be, you have to be careful with that too because you don't want to run. <sighs> One thing I see now, and I don't want to talk negatively about it because I, I, I love what it's done for the hobby, but you could have one class that's essentially the same rules, same chassis, same tires, same electronics, but there's three different bodies for that. It's, it's the same class. It's just a different body. You may have to limit that 
to give place for some of the other classes to fit in. Not everybody's going to like that. I understand that. But if there's three classes that for that particular race can run that one class just by changing the body to give some openings and opportunities for others as well to help grow the sport on every spectrum, that's what you may have to do sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, full classes is, is exciting. Like Ryan said, we have a track here called attitude and you know, you go there and there's, what was it, Ryan? 40? <laughs> 40, 40 slash street stocks. Yeah. And, and, and overall, um, normal race day is about 130 cars, you yes. know? So, yeah. um, yeah, you, you're, you're right. It is important to invite the, you know, make it welcoming for everyone. Um, and keep the show. I, I think it's important too, to keep the show moving. Right. Because there's a oh, lot yeah. of times I'm just running my street stock. Right. And, and you've got the guys with the purpose built cars, you know, tons of money wadded up in these things. They're there to just let it rip, you know, and, and to your point, you know, you got a street stock guys putting them over the wall and bashing into everything, you know, those guys want to get moving with their races too. So it's important to run a, I think important to run a tight ship, you know, it, it is, uh, it is. Uh, Matt's good at doing that. And, uh, I've got, uh, uh, one of my track promoters here, local, uh, sh- shout out to CJ Mason. If he's listening and watching, um, they, they keep it tight. If he says, and he'll tell you in the driver's meeting, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to cause anything, but we've got a lot of classes in a short period of time to get it all in. So we're going to be moving today. And, uh, We've got some racers on the club level. If it's not a big race, they'll run three or four classes. Whenever it's a race day like that, they can't do that. <laughs> you know, they're not going to be ready. Yeah. So, but I, absolutely, I agree with you a hundred percent. Absolutely. Well, you do a shout out to CJ Mason. Um, I'm going to do the same. So when we do that episode, however, I got to get a hold of you, CJ. I'd love you to be on that panel. We're going to do it right here off this Riverside app and we'll have, we have multiple guys on, on the uh, screen at the same time. We can do as many as we want. So shout out to you, buddy. I want to see CJ Mason um, on that. I think he'll have some, if, if that's how he runs his show, he could oh, be yeah. a very integral part of that show that we're going to do. Yeah. 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 So it's funny, uh, JB, I got I got to tell you something. So I watching that first setup video. Mm-hmm. Okay. On the slash you built, you built shocks, right? And you're like, yeah, I just use this old coffee mug here. Yeah. So here is my coffee mug. You can see in it, I got some blue paper towels. And if I pull that out, yeah, it's all soaked full of shock oil. Right. So I followed you in that, um, in that technique. And it's worked very well for me. So this yeah. coffee mug uh, travels with me. Uh, yeah. wherever yeah. I go, wherever I race, if I need to change some shock oil. So I wanted to, I wanted to throw that out there. Uh, I yeah, had to you can it. thank my wife for that. So she's like, no more. That's your coffee <laughs> She said, why is that? Co- what? Why is there a coffee cup missing? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. <laughs> That's cool. So it, you know, JB, with this, you know, this break that you're taking and everything, I think, which yeah. is obviously fantastic and well warranted, uh, on behalf of your family, you know, um, it sounds like you do have some plans to get racing again, at least. Uh, is that is that a fair statement? Uh, very fair. And and, that, and that's what I meant, too, whenever I'm saying, you know, it's, more episodes are definitely coming. Um, I will go far to say, though, 
um, as the family man and the realization that I come to during my break that the uploads won't be as often as they were because I was a pretty much a weekly upload. Um, and much like, you know, the YouTube channel that you guys are doing now and the podcast and so forth, the people that have not done what we have done have no idea the amount of work that actually goes into it. So if you're trying to raise a family and you work a full-time job outside of this, you're always doing something. So I'm definitely coming back. Um, I can't say when because I'm not 100% sure. Um, the uploads will not be as frequently, but my goal is to still continue to help people um, and entertain. You know, I love to post uh, videos of races and throw in funny clips and, and so on and so forth. My, my struggle mm. currently is trying to decide what I want to do. I don't know that I necessarily want to go back to dirt oval racing this time or paved oval or, or um, I want to RC race and I don't know where yet. I don't know if I'm going to go maybe get heavier into one RC maybe or, you know, maybe try off-road. I, I don't know. that I've got some local tracks that are indoor carpet tracks now and uh, if I'm not mistaken, I was talking to one of my friends, Michael. I think they do some like uh, 118th and like 124th scale uh, carpet road course racing and, and, and things like that. So I want to do it. I just don't know where yet. And, and I'm not saying that I'm never going to dirt oval race again or I'm never going to pan car race again because chances are I will. Uh, but yeah. I, my, my, my return, I would like it to be something fresh, you know. Try something new. Oh, ab- absolutely, absolutely. Now, do, do 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 your children find any interest in in RC racing? My daughter is all girl. She's got no interest at it at all. <laughs> I, and I'm talking like prin- princess, I should say. You know, because there's plenty of girls that are all girl that love cars and racing and all that. But she's definitely the princess type. Um, now, my son has. Um, and I did take him racing once. I, f- I featured him in one or two episodes on the channel. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. he did enjoy it, but at the time and the age he was at, he was still. It's hard to keep him focused. So I'm there trying to wrench on his cars, my cars, and it, it was so hard to keep him in one place and to keep him focused. Now he had a blast, and I had a blast with him too. Um, Good. But uh, I think if I were to come back, he. Pr- He's older now. His attention spans better, so I would definitely bring him with me um, wherever I go or whatever I do this time. Absolutely, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I mean, cars can be cars, crawlers, whatever. They can be painted like pink and purple, and we can get fancy, you know, with oh, yeah. some wraps and stuff like that. So I don't, I tried. I, you know, I tried. <laughs> maybe we maybe we got to do one up for your daughter and mm. get her really interested in it. Yeah, in a couple of weeks, and I can't I can't give all of it out, but we are going to be talking to a young female racer that goes all around the country and and races her buggy. So maybe if she sees that episode, that'll uh, that'll spark her to say, "I want to do that, Dad. I can, you can help me do that." <laughs> it's it's so, very and awesome. the second part, JB. Yeah, I say the second part is I'd I'd be remiss as a track owner if I didn't invite you to the RC Underground and say, "Hey, you know." If you're ever in the Wisconsin area, we're going to have the uh, Foam Oval, Oval Nationals, which are going to be in May. Our weather's usually pretty good in May. It's a great place to come visit, so bring the fam. Ryan and I will make sure your wife and your children have a great time while you're all in town, and that's something we can talk more about off-air. But, boy, would that be uh, 
That would be amazing to have uh, oh, to I, have you come visit the underground. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I appreciate the invite, and that's something we can definitely discuss uh, for the future. No doubt about it. I I would love I would love that. Hey, that's so awesome. so there's something I got I got to tell you about JB. So okay. this is an interesting story. Um, I don't know if it'll make the final cut, but th- th- you did a video with uh, Paul Peterson from uh, yeah. Shark Bodies. And uh, I tell you, you know, when I got into my slash, I, I went out and I bought the odd design body because I, I just thought it looked cool. Yeah. You know, I didn't understand anything about arrow or anything like that. And, you know, some tracks, you know, certain bodies work and, and, and whatnot. You know, I mean, it, it's pretty unbelievable. So I showed up to uh, our local dirt over, oval track, uh, Attitude Raceway, and Paul Peterson races there. Okay, so you've got the owner of Shark Bodies, right? And everybody there runs a Shark Body. I show up with my odd design. I don't know anybody from Adam, all right? And and a guy comes over, what kind of body is that? And I said, well, it's an odd design, you know? <laughs> Come on. It's awesome. You know? I had it all wrapped up. She's a, she's a beaut. And, 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 you know, I got a lot. I got, I don't know. I've just felt like I got heat about it, you know? And... It was just weird, and, and I don't know how to say it, but I, I have a personality that I'm going to do my I'm going to do things my way, and if you don't like it, tough noogies, right? So, so it created I think a little bit of tension, maybe between me and Paul, and we raced in the same class. And yeah, uh, as a as a young racer, I'd never raced dirt oval before. I'm out there, and I, I may have chopped Paul a few times. So imagine you know this rookie coming out in with an odd design body, you know, punting his, his car across the track. Now, Paul, Paul's a good racer. I mean, he's, he's second in points. Uh, we've got our final race coming up here beginning of October. So it, it just created this tension, right? Yeah. And I had, I had watched your video, but I kind of, I quickly glanced over it because I, I wasn't really wasn't into shark. Right. And my good friend, Jason Willicky, who who's good friends with Paul, you know, Paul shared a story about losing his wife uh, to leukemia, yeah. and it really, really set him back. And he decided to buy shark RC bodies after that. And so I went back, I watched your video, and Paul told that story. And I was at the track, and I'm again talking to my good friend Jason Walicki, and he goes, "You know, if it wasn't for that company, that guy would wouldn't be here today." It hit me, man. You know, my, my, my Christian heart really took over and I was told, you know, you got to make friends with this guy. And, and so we've slowly been working on our relationship and boy, um, what a cool guy to talk to and his designs that he's coming up with these cars. I mean, he, this new, I I bought a body from him, my first, actually my second shark body. And I am so excited to run it. Um, I got the Mustang. I can't remember the name of it. Outlaw, maybe. I don't know. Uh, for my buggy uh, that I'm going to run at Chili Bowl, um, and he got he just built a new uh, body for the uh, Slash. Uh, it's got the I can't remember the name of it. I'm, I apologize to you, Paul, but um, I would definitely encourage anyone to check that body out because it is raked beautifully, um, and. It, it it works very well, at least at our track, and I'm excited yeah. to try it at some other. So um, it, it just – how can I say this? It's just ironic, you know, 
where when you because you, you brought it up earlier, right? People at the track, you don't know if you can talk to them, or you're intimidated, or you know, there's that competition factor, right? And so we're like, eh, you know, and then my cockiness kind of took over. You, you, not only do you hear Paul's story on your video, but I, I race against him now and, and probably ticked him off a little bit, but now <laughs> it's like, I feel for this guy and he yeah. is working his tail off producing. Yeah. I mean, he's a one man band doing all this. Think about that, you know? Yeah. Um, so it, it was actually really inspiring. I, I rewatched that video last night and I watched it in its entirety. You see his passion and I know you guys yeah. have been friends for a long time. Uh, you pretty much run his stuff exclusively, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, yeah. As much as you can, uh, at least. All my street stark stuff, any any of my Traxxas Slash stuff, I was running uh, Paul's body, Shark bodies, and uh, yeah. and and yeah, Shark. Sh- I, I I love I love him. He, he he's a character. Um, uh, I had I had so much fun with him on that that video. That interview, I think was I think I was able to cut the video down to about an hour. And that was still with all the stuff that I wanted to show. I think we filmed two and a half hours worth. I think we went on that that much that night. But Paul is an it's, amazing. It's funny guy. because he said in the he said in the video he's like you know if to know me is to know I'm a talker. I say the same thing, so I feel like I have so much in common with him from that standpoint. But, right, um, right, right. No, just a. Uh, just a good dude, and and another reason um, for fellow drivers to really understand that you just don't judge a book by its cover. Everybody has a story. Everybody has something going on personally, professionally, in life. But you know, we are there. Um, I we are there to have fun. We're there to for the fellowship, right, and create some friendships. And and that's where you. I know I'm getting a little off subject here, but I, I'm going to tell you if you got a hardened heart, soften it up a little bit. And, and just know that everybody's there to have fun, a good time. Um, you know, I think that's so critical and, and and that's going to be the success of not only the, the hobby that we're in, but as, as well as, um, you know, going on and continuing to, to race and have fun. Um, cause you know, when you see those people and you can high five of them and high five them, what's going on, buddy. And all that stuff, you know, that's, that's fun. And you can have that that kind of intense fellowship where you kind of, you know, jacking around with a guy a little bit or, you know, talking some trash, that's always the best, you know, but as long as you're doing it in a respectful way. So, um, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. We don't want to be the ones that take him away from his family. So we're, we're going on 50 some minutes. Are you still okay? Oh yeah. Yeah. Everything's good here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And you don't you don't need to cut anything either. You can just call this the raw uncut episode. We can leave it at that. The raw. (laughs) Yeah. Do I title it getting raw with JB? I mean, just think of the the views we'll get. Oh boy. (laughs) No. Kids it's a kid's show. That's right. It is. I I always mark I always mark that that it's kid appropriate. Family friendly. You know, being a family 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 friendly. friendly, but I tell you, you know, JB, I as 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 a young child once we all were um we never i think realize how much our parents really genuinely care about us until we get older yeah so i would encourage your kids to watch this video because the little bit that you spent talking about them um and and saying hey i'm i'm taking a break for them 
you know, I think it's important that that I'm hoping that they get a chance to watch it. You know, all kids watch YouTube, and it's crazy to me. Ho- hopefully, your wife watches this too or listens to the episode. You know, because there's so much. You know, again, I can't explain enough how. You know, everything is more than that. These are just pieces of plastic that all bond us together. You know, um, we've got a we've got a great story. I don't know if you ever got a chance to listen to it, uh, the Ron Peacock story who is a brother of mine and a man I love dearly and just a true inspiration, but uh, he's got a terminal illness and uh, he's, he's getting close um, uh, to uh, getting ready to race up in heaven. And, and I just talked with him the other day and, you know, through this plastic, I wouldn't have had that friendship and David wouldn't have had that friendship with him. And, and, you know, just, watching your videos and, and you being so approachable, you know, I, I just, that is the coolest thing about this. We all have something that binds us, brings us together, but yet when you break it down, the people that we talk to, the people that are involved in this are all just good human beings. You know, I, uh, Nick Sacconi that races the underground with us, you know, Matt Murphy, a lot of the other, Sean Lewis, a lot of the other people that we've had, uh, you know, Charlie Kuzma from Digital Fabrication. All of these people just are good humans. And they, and they just have nothing but love. And that is, the, that is the most awesome thing. So I just encourage your, your family to listen to this because it's a, a message that they can hear without you going, you know, I love you, right? You know, and they're like, yeah, <laughs> you know, if, if, you know, because yeah. I get that a lot of times with my kids. Um, but, you know, um, so uh, I, appreciate- I just encourage them to listen to that. Yeah. Thank, you. Thank you. Yeah, we uh, we talked on uh, on that first episode too. Yeah, I was I was calling that out to Ryan about you know he has the support system of his wife, right? He wasn't doing this over two years ago. He's got he's got a small daughter at home, but even his small daughter's into it. Always ask him, hey, you know what are you doing, Dad? Yeah. What are you doing, Dad? And then his wife, you know, understands and he he gets to do this because she understands the kind of people that she's meeting and she's she's happy with that. That's that's what he's doing. So you know, I'm I'm the I'm. Sure, it's the same with you in terms of of your wife. I mean, I'm, I'm, you can do any of the videos without her support. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> uh, especially on the nights, because uh, um, I had a full blown hobby room in the house, and then whenever we we're expecting my daughter, it of course turned into the new baby's nursery. So my hobby mm-hmm. room got moved into the uh, kitchen dining area. So sometimes whenever I would have to do filming, and if it was a multi-day project, she wasn't too keen on that. Uh, but she she allowed it. We got it done, and then I've got my work workshop now. I think I think on the tail end, a couple of episodes may have been filmed in here too. Just didn't tell because I had a backdrop or something like that. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, she's <laughs> couldn't do it without her permission and love as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I always say every every great man has a fantastic wife behind him. I mean, same for Always. me. I mean, I have a racetrack in my basement and, you know, a bunch of people come and park in our driveway and hang out all day. And she comes down there and joins us. And we, we dressed her up as a, as a princess for our, uh, Oval Kings race. I mean, she just plays along. So yeah, I, I, we're, we're all very, very fortunate that uh, we have that kind of support. Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. So JB, I know, you know, you've, you've said that you're going to come back. There's going to be a lot of people that 
you know, either know of you and like, oh, great, he actually said it. We got it on camera. He said it. He's gonna he's gonna come back. So they're waiting for that. Or there's gonna be other people that this is the first time they're seeing you, and they're gonna go, this is a great guy. Like I want to know when that video is gonna hit, no matter what it's about. Um, where can they see you? Where can they reach you? You said you know, and we know that your videos are live right now, and you and you said you get people talking about them all the time. So where can they go to see your stuff? So they can go to JB Trickle RC um, on YouTube. That's my biggest platform. I, I was semi-active on TikTok. Um, I'm on. Uh, I've got some stuff pa- uh, posted on Facebook. JB Trickle RC Studios is my Facebook page. Um, my Instagram and Twitter, I'm really not active on, but I do check to see if I have messages there occasionally. But YouTube is without a doubt my biggest platform. So again, we, we followed you, you know, you could tell, you know, it just, it comes through in the videos. Obviously it came through again tonight, of uh, just who you are, but what really hits me is, uh, you know, I went into your description on your page, right. Yeah. And, and, and your, your, the, the statement that just hit me in the, in the center of my chest was if one of my videos helps someone out occasionally, I consider that an accomplishment. I mean that wraps it up, right? That and and you you probably wrote that you had to write that description when you launched the page, right? And then that you have done that and continue to do that here on our show tonight. I know you've helped a lot of people tonight just uh just sharing your story and and sharing where they can go to get help with this hobby. So we from all of us we couldn't be more thankful for giving up your time tonight, but then what you do out on your channel. So we we just really appreciate you, buddy. No, no, th- thank you. You know, thank you. I, I, I'm, I really, I'm, I'm always humbled uh, whenever people reach out to me and, and, and tell me things like that. So thank you as well. Well, we hope it's an inspiration for one day, you know, when uh, you got time, right? Yeah. Which yeah. is probably be, you know, when the kids are 30 uh, <laughs> to continue on, man. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's funny. Dave, Dave read that and I quickly, I quickly went to your about. Uh, on YouTube, and I never even read that, but I knew watching your videos that that you had that kind of mindset, you know. So um, keep on keeping on, man. Don't forget about us. Uh, you do those videos. I'll be I'll, I'll be patiently waiting. Okay, um, but you, you got you got hours and hours. I think you got ninety videos posted up there. I'm gonna go through and watch them from time to time because. Uh, it's just good stuff. It's it's great content and it's good. It's positive, you know. And that's uh, that's that's what everybody needs. So, just JB, thank you so much, man. It's been so cool to have you on this show. And hey, no problem, Ryan, Dave, both of you guys. Thank you so much for having me on the invite. Uh, feel free to reach out to me anytime. I, I'll be glad to do anything I can to help as well. So, thank you. You've been listening to RC Underground Radio. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you did, drop us a line at rcuradio at gmail.com. We're curious to know, what do you like? What don't you like? Who would you like us to talk to? It was weird, but you know what I meant. We're talking about racing, so... You can find us on Spotify, Facebook, and YouTube. See you next time on the RC Underground Radio Podcast. I am a BB in a box car. <laughs> <laughs>